0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: If you're in the areas of extreme heat, I hope you're keeping cool and looking in on your neighbors. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, June 22, 2022. Wednesday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Wednesday is a day to pray the Glorious Mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of Saints John Fisher and Thomas More, English Martyrs to the Faith. Thomas More was born in 1478. He was a literary scholar, eminent lawyer, gentleman, father of four children and chancellor of England. He would not support the king's divorce from Catherine of Aragon to Anne Boleyn, nor would he acknowledge Henry as supreme head of the church in England, breaking with Rome and denying the pope his head. Thomas More was beheaded on Tower Hill in London in 1535. John Fisher was born in 1469. He became a bishop at 35. In 1521, he was asked to study the question of the king's marriage to Catherine of Aragon. He incurred Henry's anger by defending the validity of the king's marriage with Catherine and later rejecting Henry's claim to be the supreme head of the church in England. St. John Fisher was condemned and executed in 1535. Saints John Fisher and Thomas Moore, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me, I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you pardon for my sins and the grace to make these moments of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. If I look back at history over the history of the last two thousand years, I find myself wishing that more people had listened to you, Jesus. Obviously, I wish people had listened to you in every conceivable way, and for that matter, I wish that I had listened to you in every conceivable way. But listening to your words today leads me to contemplate the havoc that has been wrought in history by those false prophets who promised to lead people into righteousness, but just drag them down into rottenness. You will know them by their fruits, you said, And in history, we certainly have known them by their fruits. We can look back and see a lot of rotten fruit, a lot of thorns, a lot of wolves preying on the innocent. So your words seem too easily seen in history, but I suppose the difficult thing is seeing those things in the present. These words are still relevant, perhaps more relevant than ever nowadays in our culture. Beware of false prophets, who come to you disguised as sheep, but underneath are ravenous wolves. You will be able to tell them by their fruits. Can people pick grapes from thorns, or figs from thistles? In the same way, a sound tree produces good fruit, but a rotten tree bad fruit. A sound tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a rotten tree bear good fruit. Any tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown on the fire. I repeat, you will be able to tell them by their fruits. To be fair, Lord, I think we see a lot of stuff that seems like it should be good, producing, instead, a lot of bad fruit. Like, for example, the oligarchs of political correctness, who hail the mantra of tolerance and love, to convince the world that we ought to accept absolutely anything until someone dares to disagree. And then the cancel culture shows that the realm of political correctness is not tolerant at all. Well, we know that well enough. We know the way it happens on a big scale, like a societal scale, but at an individual level it's more difficult to perceive. I'll be honest with you, most of the time, when it comes to individuals, people I've actually met and spend time with, people I've got to know, it's not that people want to lead others away from goodness, at least not at first, but rather that a poor person has simply fallen away. Basically, they got led astray by some wolf in sheep's clothing and find themselves fallen feeling broken. Or even rotten. Even more crazy is that on the inside, when they open up that heart, that heart that so often they feel is bad, it's nothing more than wounded. A good heart, just aching for healing. The poor thing just got led astray by some wolf in sheep's clothing and fell, and no one stopped to pick them up. Let's be honest, we could say that as regards falling away, the gravitational pull of nowadays is a lot stronger than in the past. It's actually strangely hard for the human being to stay upright. Our posture might be perfect, but it's hard for a person's conduct to equal it. That gravitational pull of a societal momentum pulling itself back in history pulls our fallen human nature into prehistoric times. And even the best of things aren't very satisfying when things have gone bad. A few years ago, I had the not very burdensome obligation of going to Fiji to help out with a service project there. We went to a relatively isolated community on an island a few hours by boat from where we arrived. Well, that village was full of amazingly beautiful and joyful people. But not only that. It was full, and I mean full, of mango trees. Now, everyone should be aware that mangoes are the most heavenly fruit to be found on earth. No joke. I think that my heaven is going to be laden with mangoes, with their perfect fleshy pulp that seems more delectable than anything made by mankind. And there, in that village, there were mangoes absolutely everywhere. There was in fact one particularly enormous mango tree near the mission church stationed alongside the village. It was so big that if you wanted to eat a mango, you just had to go there and wait in front of it for a few minutes and one would fall down. And if you couldn't be bothered waiting, you just needed to throw something at the tree And you'd be sure to knock down at least one, if not several. The problem was, there were too many mangoes. Now, if you're like me, that seems like an inconceivable proposition, but it was true. It was actually impossible to eat them all. And so they would just drop and remain there, uneaten, on the ground. Tragic, really. But... A mango doesn't just stay there and disappear overnight. It starts to decompose. And then you discover that even the most heavenly fruit, if it starts to rot, can become quite hellish. I won't go into the details about the stench of rotting mangoes, but you can imagine, and that's probably enough. When the fruit is cut off from the source of its life, it starts to decompose. Without the tree, the fruit can't live, and that's pretty much exactly what happens to people when they fall away from you, Lord. And the poor things, they feel it too. In the spiritual life, to keep healthy, we keep growing. But a person's not a fruit, and when a person falls away, they tend to cut themselves off, and we find that one of two things takes place. Either they cut themselves off, at least emotionally, from the people who remain close to God, or they try to take those people with them into vice. Poor souls, we're not talking about mangoes here. When a person feels that they're going bad, they're never in a happy state. It leads to all sorts of bad emotions and difficult struggles. Self-doubt and self-loathing, anger, which all too easily leads to hatred. But the great predicament is not actually that state. But that the person begins to lose hope, is convinced that God doesn't love them, or can't, and they have no way back. They haven't discovered the difficult truth that struggling is not the same thing as falling, even though we use those verbs interchangeably in spiritual things all the time. And when you find your heart and mind immersed in the cancel culture, Rather than in the mercy of God, it seems like getting it wrong is going to get you cancelled by God Himself, and the conclusion is not a particularly edifying self perception. What do souls need to help them back? Lord, you know I would love to know the words or the actions that would convince such a person that it's okay to come home. But sometimes people aren't ready to listen or their ears are a little bit blocked by the stuff they have around them. A few too many of those ravenous wolves dressed up in sheep's clothing, convincing them that really they're doing the right thing. And that leaves us with just three things. Patience, prayer, and compassion. It's really healthy to pray for the people around us who seem to have fallen away from God. Chances are that inside that person is a heart who just needs someone who believes in them. Heaven knows I've counted too many examples of that myself. Lord, help us to follow your example in our approach to those souls, those souls you've put at our side. Help us to discover their goodness and be there for them when they need us, in reality, when they need you, Lord. And help us also To have the strength not to give in to that gravitational pull that leads a person to fall away in the first place. Our Mother Mary, teach us to love souls with the same compassion that you must have felt time and again as you saw so many people who did not feel themselves worthy to come close to your Son, and help us to stay so close to Him that we can help connect the two and at the same time never fall away ourselves. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding angel, intercede for me.
1: There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Wednesday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We lift our hearts, hands, and voices now with the rest of the church and all the angels and saints as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips,
3: and, and,
4: my, and my mouth, mouth will,
1: will proclaim, proclaim your, your praise. praise.
4: Cry out with joy to the Cry out with joy to the Lord, of the
5: earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, of the earth. Serve the Lord with
4: gladness. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hands.
5: Cry out out with with joy joy to the the Lord, of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people. The flock, he shepherds. Cry Cry out out with with joy joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with with gladness.
4: Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works, cry
5: Cry out out with with joy to the Lord of the the earth. Serve The the Lord with gladness. Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger they shall not enter into my rest. Cry out with joy, with joy to the, the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness
4: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as, as it,
5: was it was in the beginning. Is now and will be forever. Amen. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness.
6: you. Mm-hmm.
7: Bless the Lord, my soul. Never forget all he has done for you. Bless
6: Bless the the Lord, Lord, my soul. soul. Never Never forget forget all he has has done for you.
8: My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings.
3: It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion, who fills your life with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's.
8: The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses and His deeds to Israel's sons. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
7: as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now. now. And, and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Bless,
0: Bless the Lord, Lord, my soul,
6: never, never forget, forget all he has done for you.
3: As a father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. As, As a, father a father is gentle, gentle with his children, his children, so is the, the Lord with those who revere him. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults.
8: For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove
3: our sins. As a father has compassion on his sons, The Lord has pity on those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are dust. As for
7: man, his days are like grass. He flowers like the flower of the field. The wind blows, and he is gone. And his place never sees him again. Glory
8: to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit
7: as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. As a
8: father is gentle with his children, so is the Lord with those who revere him. Bless the Lord, all you his works. Bless the Lord,
3: all you his works. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children when they keep His covenant in truth, when they keep His will in their mind.
7: The Lord has set His sway in heaven, and His kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord all His angels, mighty in power, fulfilling His word, who heed the voice of His word.
3: Give thanks to the Lord all His hosts, His servants who do His will. Give thanks to the Lord, all His works, in every place where He rules. My soul, give thanks to the Lord.
7: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now,
3: and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. You have compassion for the sinner, Lord, as a father has compassion for his children heal the weaknesses of your people, and save us from lasting death, that we may praise and glorify glorify you forever.
7: Bless Bless the Lord, Lord, all you his works.
3: Lord, make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will marvel at your wisdom. From the first book of Samuel. When war broke out again, David went out to fight against the Philistines and inflicted a great defeat upon them, putting them to flight. Then an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he was sitting in his house with spear in hand, and David was playing the harp nearby. Saul tried to nail David to the wall with the spear, but David eluded Saul, so that the spear stuck struck only the wall, and David got away safe. David fled from the sheds near Ramah, "'and went to Jonathan. "'What crime have I done?' he asked him. "'What or what offense does your father hold against me "'that he seeks my life?' "'Jonathan answered him, "'Heaven forbid that you should die. "'My father does nothing, great or small, "'without disclosing it to me. "'Why then should my father conceal this from me? "'This cannot be so.' "'But David replied, "'Your father is well aware "'that I am favored with your friendship, "'so he has decided,' Jonathan must not know of this lest he be grieved. Nevertheless, as the Lord lives and as you live, there is but a step between me and death. Jonathan said to David, I will do whatever you wish. David answered, Tomorrow is the new moon, when I should in fact dine with the king. Let me go and hide in the open country until evening. If it turns out that your father misses me and says David urged me to let him go on short notice to his city Bethlehem because of his whole clan is holding a seasonal sacrifice there if he says very well your servant is safe but if he becomes quite angry you can be sure he has planned some harm do this kindness for your servant because of the Lord's bond between us into which you brought me If I am guilty, kill me yourself. Why should you give me up to your father? But Jonathan answered, Not I. If ever I find out that my father is determined to inflict injury upon you, I will certainly let you know. Then David asked Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father gives you a harsh answer? Jonathan replied to David, Come, let us go out into the field. When they were out in the open country together, Jonathan said to David, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, I will sound out my father about this time tomorrow. Whether he is well disposed toward David or not, I will send you the information. Should it please my father to bring any injury upon you, May the Lord do thus and so to Jonathan if I do not apprise you of it and send you on your way in peace. May the Lord be with you even as he was with my father. Only this, if I am still alive, may you show me the kindness of the Lord. But if I die, never withdraw your kindness from my house. And when the Lord exterminates all the enemies of David from the surface of the earth, The name of Jonathan must never be allowed by the family of David to die out from among you, or the Lord will make you answer for it. And in his love for David, Jonathan renewed his oath to him because he loved him as his very self.
7: A true friend loves you at all times.
3: And And a a brother brother proves proves himself in in adversity. adversity.
7: Everyone who loves is a child of God and knows God.
3: AND A BROTHER PROVES HIMSELF IN ADVERSITY.
0: A READING FROM A TREATISE ON SPIRITUAL FRIENDSHIP BY BLESSED AILRED, Abbot. Jonathan, outstanding among all young men, took no heed of his royal lineage or his hope of the throne, but allied himself with David the servant, and made him his equal in friendship before the Lord. The king had made David a fugitive, forced him to hide in the desert, and condemned him to death. And yet Jonathan preferred David to himself, exalting him, humbling himself. You, he said, will be king, and I will follow after you. What a splendid picture of true friendship. What an astonishing situation. Here was the king, raging against his servant, and stirring up the whole country as if David were aiming at the crown. He accuses the priests of treason, and puts them to death on a mere suspicion. He combs and searches woods and valleys, besieges the mountains and the rocky crags with troops, and every man is sworn to wreak vengeance upon the source of the king's indignation. Only Jonathan, who alone should have had greater cause for envy, thought it right to resist his father. Putting himself at the service of his friend, he offered help and advice in his time of need. Jonathan set friendship above a kingdom you are to be the king, he said, and I will be second to you. And still the father tried to incite his son to envy David. He covered him with abuse and frightened him by threatening to deprive him of the kingdom and strip him of his rank. Even when the king pronounced sentence of death upon David, Jonathan still did not desert his friend. Why should David die? How has he sinned? What has he done? When he risked his life, and killed the Philistine, you rejoiced. Why then should he die? So maddened was the king at these words, that he tried to pin Jonathan to the wall with his spear, heaping upon him further abuse and threats. Bastard son of a wayward woman, he screamed, I know well that to your undoing and that of your shameful mothers, you love him. With this he spewed forth the full measure of his venom over Jonathan, and uttered the words that were his final attempt to arouse bitter envy and jealous ambition. As long as the son of Jesse lives, your kingdom shall never be established. Who would not have been moved to envy by these words? Whose love, whose favor, whose abiding friendship would not be corrupted, weakened, and destroyed by such an utterance? But in his great love, this young man kept faith with his friend. He was steadfast in the face of threats, unmoved by insults. Forgetting renown, he thought only of service. He spurned a kingdom for the sake of friendship. You, he said, will be king, and I will be second to you. This is what truly perfect, stable, and lasting friendship is, a tie that envy cannot spoil, nor suspicion weaken, nor ambition destroy. A friendship so tempted yielded not an inch, was buffeted, but did not collapse. In the face of so many insults, it remained unshaken. Go, therefore, and do likewise. A faithful
3: friend is a secure shelter. Whoever Whoever finds one finds finds a treasure. treasure. Whoever fears the Lord makes true friendships, for the friend will be like himself. Whoever Whoever finds finds one one finds a a treasure. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance, those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.
1: 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. All ahead on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday, June twenty 2022. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds us that a bad tree can't bear good fruit. From the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew... Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's
3: clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? So
0: every sound tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears evil fruit. A sound tree cannot bear evil
3: fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not
1: bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will know them by their fruits. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Today is the optional memorial of Saints John Fisher and Thomas More the great English martyrs of the faith in the 16th century. And today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from volume six, Special Feasts. When Thomas More had to resign from his post as Lord Chancellor, he gathered his family together to talk to them about the future that awaited them and how they would manage financially. He summarized his whole career, saying, I have been brought up at Oxford, at the Inn of Chancery, at Lincoln's Inn, and also in the King's Court, from the lowest to the highest, yet I have now little above one hundred pounds a year. If we are to continue together, all must become contributaries, but by my counsel it shall not be best for us to fall to the lowest fare first. Then he suggested to them a gradual descent, reminding them how it is possible to be content at each level. If they were unable to support themselves at even the lowest level, the one at which he had managed to live while in Oxford, he said with peace and good humor, then we may yet with bags and wallets go a-begging together and hoping that for pity some good folk will give us of their charity and so still keep company and be merry together. He never allowed anything to disturb the unity and peace of his family even when he was away or in prison. He lived detached from things when he had them and with great joy when he did not possess or have access to even the most indispensable necessities of life. He was always able to rise above circumstances. He knew how to celebrate important events even behind prison bars. A contemporary biographer tells us while he was imprisoned in the tower, he would dress more elegantly on important feast days, so far as his meager wardrobe would permit. He always remained cheerful and good-humored, even at the moment when he was ascending the scaffold, because he relied firmly on prayer. The things, good Lord, that I pray for, give me thy grace to labor for. He did not expect God to give him those things that, with just a little effort on his part, he could obtain for himself. He worked hard all his life, so as to become a lawyer of great prestige before being appointed Lord Chancellor. He never forgot, however, the need for prayer, even though at times, and particularly in circumstances as dramatic as those leading up to his execution, it was not easy for him. During those days, he wrote a long prayer in which many of the pious and moving considerations made by a man who knew he was about to die, he exclaimed, Grant me, my Lord, a desire to be with you, not so as to avoid the calamities of this world, nor even to avoid the pains of purgatory, nor those of hell, not to gain the joys of heaven, not out of consideration for my own profit, but simply through true love for thee. St. Thomas More is always presented to us as a man of prayer. This enabled him to be faithful, whatever the circumstances, to his commitments as a citizen and as a Christian, thereby living a perfect unity in life. This is how we too have to be. A Catholic without prayer? It is the same as a soldier without arms. How is our relationship with Christ? Do we try to grow each day in intimacy with him? Does our prayer influence the rest of our day? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Sixteen before the hour, we pray now with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my
3: assistance.
6: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready.
3: My My heart heart is is ready, ready, O God, God. my My heart heart is is ready. ready.
7: My heart is ready, O God. I will sing, sing your praise. Awake, my soul. Awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn.
3: I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples. Among the nations I will praise you. For your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth.
7: O come and deliver your friends. Help with your right hand and reply. From his holy place, God has made this promise I will triumph and divide the land of Shechem. I will measure out the valley of Succoth.
3: Gilead is mine and Manasseh. Ephraim I will take for my helmet. Judah for my commander's staff. Moab I will use for my washbowl. On Edom I will plant my shoe. Over the Philistines I will shout in triumph.
7: But who will lead me to conquer the fortress who will bring me face to face with Edom. Will you utterly reject us, O God, and no longer march with our armies?
3: Give us help against the foe, for the help of man is vain. With God we shall do bravely, and he will trample down our foes.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
3: as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Accept the prayers of your servants, Lord, and prepare our hearts to praise your holy name. Come to our aid in times of trouble, and make us worthy to sing you songs of thanksgiving. My
7: heart is ready, O God,
3: my heart is ready. The Lord has robed me with grace and salvation. The The Lord Lord has robed robed me with with grace grace and salvation. salvation. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels.
7: As the earth brings forth its plants, and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations.
3: For Zion's sake I will not be silent, for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet, until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch.
7: Nations shall behold your vindication and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name pronounced by the mouth of the Lord. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your
3: God. No more shall men call you forsaken or your land desolate but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused. For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse.
7: As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now,
7: and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. The The Lord has robed me with grace
6: and salvation.
7: I will praise my God all the days of my life. I will praise my God all the days of my life. My soul, give praise to the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my days. Make music to my God while I live.
3: Put no trust in princes, in mortal men in whom there is no help. Take their breath, they return to clay, and their plans that day come to nothing.
7: He is happy who is helped by Jacob's God whose hope is in the Lord his God, who alone made heaven and earth, the seas and all they contain.
3: It is he who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is he who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free, the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down, THE LORD WHO PROTECTS THE STRANGER AND UPHOLDS THE WIDOW AND THE ORPHAN.
7: IT IS THE LORD WHO LOVES THE JUST BUT THWARTS THE PATH OF THE WICKED. THE LORD WILL REIGN FOREVER, ZION'S GOD, FROM AGE TO AGE.
3: GLORY TO THE FATHER AND TO THE SON AND TO THE HOLY SPIRIT.
7: AS IT it WAS was IN in THE the BEGINNING, beginning, IS is NOW now, AND and WILL will BE forever. FOREVER. Amen. Amen. God of glory and power, those who have put all their trust in you are happy indeed. Shine the brightness of your light upon us, that we may love you always with a pure heart. I will will praise my God all the days days of my life.
8: A reading from the Book of Deuteronomy Know and fix in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below, and that there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments, which I enjoin on you today. The Word of the Lord.
6: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
8: I will bless the Lord all my life long,
7: I will will bless bless the Lord Lord all all my life
8: life long. With a song of praise ever on my lips. All All my life life long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. I will will bless bless the Lord all my life long. Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life.
7: Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. into the
6: way of peace. Peace. Glory to to the
8: Father, and to the the Son,
7: and to the Holy
8: Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will will be forever.
7: forever. Amen.
8: Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life.
3: Christ, the splendor of the Father's glory enlightens us with his word. With deep love we call upon him. Hear us, King of eternal glory. Hear Hear us, us,
6: King of eternal Eternal glory.
3: Blessed are you, the Alpha and the Omega of our faith.
8: For you called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Hear us, us,
6: King King of eternal Eternal Glory. glory.
3: You enabled the blind to see, the deaf to hear.
8: Help our unbelief. Hear Hear us, King of eternal eternal glory.
3: Lord, keep us in your love. Preserve our community.
8: Do not let us become separated from one another.
7: Hear Hear us, King King of of eternal glory.
3: Give us strength in temptation, endurance in trial,
8: and gratitude in prosperity.
6: Hear us, King of
3: eternal glory.
4: but, but deliver,
7: deliver us, us from, from evil. evil. Father, keep in mind your holy covenant, sealed with the blood of the Lamb. Forgive the sins of your people and let this new day bring us closer to salvation. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
3: Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: In this month of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart, please continue to pray for an increase in the virtues of humility and holy purity to strengthen family, life, and marriage morning air next. time, Paul Sadiq. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.
0: Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group.